is episode 360 of No Laugh Track Podcast. This is Justin Severson, the host, Circle of Heat. I haven't mentioned them in a while. We still play their music at the beginning. Check them out online. Check them out in concert. They're a local band here in the Twin Cities. My guest here today is one of my favorites, someone I look forward to every year. I only see him once a year. Uh, and it's it's one of the highlights. It's Dana Gould is back on the podcast. We've done like five or six of these, Dana. Every year I come around during uh, November, usually. October or October, November. November. Mm-hmm. And like Circle of Heat, we've come full circle. Three, 360. We've done it. I, I mean. We've made the full circle. Yeah. Do we, we're, we don't, doesn't mean we have to stop. No, no. no just okay. start another circle. Du- yeah, that's double how life circle. works. Just do it. Keep doing it. Uh, yeah, no, and I, I love, uh, it's, I love, obviously I've started, I think the first time I was in Minneapolis was 85 or 86, uh, over at the gallery, because yeah. I was, I was very good friends with Liz Winstead, still am, um, but when she lived here, and a lot of my lifelong comedy friends, Frank Conniff, I met here, Maria Bamford I met here, um, Trace Ballou I met here, Joel I met here, um, a lot of my lifelong friends I met, you know, coming to Minneapolis and, uh, and working for... For Scott Hansen, when I hear 80s. when I hear your excitement and your love of Minneapolis and Acme, a lot of people, I, a lot of comedians, it's I only like Acme because of its proximity to Sex World, and now, <laughs> and now that that's no longer what it was, everything is the world I the world I knew is gone. I'm like Charlton Heston in Planet of the Apes. I'm I'm in a strange landscape. Yeah, no, I do. I do love. It's a great room. I did see you outside spinning, looking for another landmark. <laughs> <laughs> How do I know where I am? I, I can't. Dunn Brothers moved, and Sex World died. That's right. They've gone. Uh, they've gone underground, probably. It's but like, all the places, like I remember, like going to the Ragstock Warehouse. Oh yeah, it's gone. The oh, warehouse, yeah. not Ragstock downtown. Yeah. There was a warehouse, like down by the railroad track somewhere. It was huge. Oh. That's gone. Uh, that's been gone for decades. Holy cow, I haven't thought about Ragstock forever. Yeah, and City Lights I used to go to all the time. Was that a record yeah, store? Yeah, a record yeah, store. Yeah, that, that sounds familiar, too. Yeah. Boy, Ragstock kind of went uh, they went mainstream for a moment. Yeah, they, no, they, 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 just sells- the, they did a shop at the Mall of America at one point. Yeah, no, they just have t-shirts and stuff like that. Yeah, but it was a great vintage clothing store. Oh, yeah. bought a lot of stuff at Ragstock. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about last night. Awesome show. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I was here. It was a... She's pretty packed house on a Thursday. Sold out, yeah, yeah. First shows are sold out. Second shows, we still have some tickets, but they're going. So okay, if you hear this, yeah, it is Friday. We're recording Friday afternoon. So uh, there's two shows tonight. Two shows tomorrow night. You're saying the earlies are sold out already? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, that's good. Excellent. I saw uh, you were in Boston last week. I was in Boston last week. I was in St. Louis the weekend before. How was the? It was a. Uh, festival yeah it was, it was it was really great i was uh you know i didn't know much about it i just kind of showed up but i was actually on shows with a lot of my old comedy pals like uh, i was on with emo phillips i was on with kenny rogerson uh lenny clark like all the guys that i literally started out with like and it's so funny like kenny rogerson specifically is a comedian from boston who's quite brilliant and was a huge influence on me and i was terrified of him because i was 18 years old and he was already like an adult and he was a headliner and and uh and he was so funny and dark and weird but in the right way and i i really took his roadmap and uh and now he we're peers and to me it's strange still it's like he's been working the whole time yeah he works and he's like hey dana i'm like oh yeah can you write something? Crazy. Very he's cool. steven wright's favorite comedian 
That'll tell you something. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'll tell you something. Are there, are there influences there, you think? Uh, Kenny's a lot more, I think, closer to me in terms of like his delivery. Yeah. But as a writer, he's he's just like, he had one new joke that really made me laugh. He goes, I have some anger problems. This is Kenny Rogerson's joke. It's not mine. Yeah. yeah. He goes, uh, I have some problems with anger. You know, I've gone through four laptops in three years. You know, laptops these days can do anything except defend themselves. <laughs> 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 just, you know, he has a he has a long uh, yeah. a long bit about the difference between a fern and a ficus. It's just like, oh wow, yeah, no, he's really he's on the ball. He's great. I saw an article about the uh, festival last weekend, the Boston Comedy Festival. It described it as heavy hitters. They're going to have heavy hitters in town like Dana Gould. Oh, that's nice. Artie Lang. Yeah, me and Artie always together. <laughs> Caroline Ray, Shane Moss, Emo Phillips got a lifetime achievement yeah, award. Deservedly. Did so. you witness that? I, I did. What was I, that? I, Please tell me about that. Oh, I had it. I got it two years ago. You get a plaque. Okay. You do a show. You get a plaque. Okay. You know, he had one joke that killed me. Was uh, I love the South, but I'm prejudiced. <laughs> he's the best yeah he's the best yeah it was just and that's the perfect like oh that's the joke oh that's great yeah i love i love jokes that go off in your head uh-huh yeah, yeah. boom yeah exactly oh, uh that's oh that's really good he's um, the best again somebody who like wow you phillips and now we're peers and to me it's it's always nuts it's gotta be crazy yeah. did he was there an acceptance speech is, there, is that yeah? Part I wasn't of it, there just for a, that, but he's, okay. yeah, you give it. You say thanks. Okay, you know, I have one. Yeah, where where is your uh, certificate plaque? It's uh, next to my Emmys on the top shelf of my closet. Okay, closet. Yeah. So, so people don't just no. see them walking by. No, no, they don't collect dust. <laughs> no, they're, they're just a, in the dark. In they're the in the dark up on a shelf. Okay, <laughs> I don't need. I live there. I, I don't need to impress myself. <laughs> you know. Fair enough. Yeah. I was moving some stuff around. My kids want them. If they want them later, I go, yeah, you can have them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. I, I'm surprised they don't want them already, just to have one, you know. No, it's like, your dad's work stuff. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And as you One s- of my corpse, they'll like them. <laughs> <laughs> it might make a necklace yeah. out of it or right. something. That's, you said something. Uh, I listened back to last time when you were here a year ago, episode 316. Of course, everybody's shouting that out on their, back to their uh, <laughs> recorders. And, oh, well, we know, 316. Uh, I gotta br- I gotta read back some of the things oh. you said to me back then. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Be worried, Dana. Here's what you said in episode 316, just a little over a year ago. My career is perfect right now. Yeah. Uh. Still feel that way. <laughs> I wouldn't say perfect. Back back then, my show hadn't been canceled. <laughs> you were kind of in limbo, or you didn't know. I knew it was coming, but it wasn't official. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now it's, but no, my life is pretty sweet. I'm not complaining. Yeah, my life's pretty great. But there's a lot of. Okay, go ahead, and I'll. Oh, you could. I'll, I'll just add another one yeah. here, and then you can yeah. expand on that. Uh, you also said right after that, and by the way, 2019 is wide open. Yeah, well, maybe that was your hint towards. I know what's. Yeah, it's wide open. I didn't know it was going. To, a lot of weird things happened at the at, uh, at the at the. Um, you know, the show got canceled, and I had an idea for another show that I was going to follow up with it that just face planted, like oh. just just thud. Nobody had any interest in it okay uh and now i have something else that uh i'm working on and uh and um, i wrote a movie that's uh, i wrote a horror movie that goes into production in january and you know bob yeah bobcat and i um toured together this year got into terrible car accident together this year yeah um 
personally, you know, I was in a, I was in a relationship. Uh, I was I was in a very committed relationship at the time of that last interview. Yes, and I now I live with my girlfriend, but it's not the same person. Yes. so it's been a very tumultuous. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's been a very tumultuous year. There's been some changes. Uh, I yeah. I have to say that you mentioned not only did you you mentioned it a year ago to me, uh, and then also last night on stage that that girlfriend from a year ago, yeah. uh, two year old triplets at the time. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and yeah. Now I believe they're three. <laughs> Um, that makes sense. Yeah, I think they're actually four. <laughs> when, yeah. when you, I have to ask, when you started dating that woman and found out that she had two-year-old triplets, I, I mean, knew her before we dated. Oh, that's I, I, right. Yeah, I knew that's her right. We you, dated. you guys went way back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just like when it came up again. When you mentioned it again last night, I'm like, it, did it go out? Like everybody that's an idiot was, material. Yeah, everybody thought I was nuts, but I was like, eh, whatever, it's fine. I have a very one more is always room for more kind of attitude. That's good, yeah. and. uh I was like, yeah, it's fine, and but it did, you know. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts to that, and uh, it it didn't work out. And then uh, I really did think I was done. It, it, just in December, it it was very sudden, but it was just like one of these like uh, can't do this. Sure. Um, well, nothing like and, the timing around the holidays too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't the one that said it, yeah. um, and I was like, okay. And then uh, um, I was like, okay, I'm done. Eh, eh, it's fine. Uh, you know, I got kids. I like my career. Yeah. Uh, Pornhub's free. <laughs> At this point in my life, terrific. Right. And then, you know, three months later, again, somebody I've known kind of like went out uh, like socially with a bunch of people and then uh, started dating. And, and it was just like, oh, best relationship I've ever had in my life. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. She gets out of prison in four years. <laughs> Amazing writer, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, right? Very good, right? But uh, yeah, so, you know, you never, that's the great thing about all of that stuff. You know, you never know, you know. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. A year ago yeah. at this time, we were talking, uh, you and I also had a short conversation about how much we love our daughters. You have three. Well, that's changed. Okay, well, I think, no. Uh, <laughs> you have three, and at the time I had two, now I have three. Oh, wow, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, wow. There was no pregnancy at this time a year ago, and now wow. I have a three-month-old baby. Yeah, I was going to say that's the only way that math works. She's, uh-huh. she's one, two, or three months old. Yeah, three months old. She's just a whining shit machine at this point. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> yep, I came home from work yesterday. My mom uh, had been, my mom's, uh, retired, was overwatching her, and the first thing she described to me was the shit that went up her back, the uh, baby's back. Oh yeah, I know board. those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know those. So, yeah, you know, but those days are back. I have, uh, I have uh, two dogs, and uh, they're idiots, and they're small rescue mutts. Yeah. And then uh, uh, halfway through the year, my daughter wanted uh, found two kittens, so like, all right, now I have two kittens, and then my girlfriend has. Two Maine Coon cats, which are like raccoons. Oh boy! And she moved in. So now, and then my daughter that had the kittens has a golden retriever that, when she stays with me, which is half the time, is with her. So there are times when there are seven animals in my house. You, you uh, opened a zoo? Is that what I, you're we saying? did open a zoo, Petting and they all sleep in the bed with us, which is insane. And you hear this at night. You just hear like with with the cats. You just hear, and then it'll be quiet, and then. All night long. Yes. Some people go to, and then when I go on the road, it's too quiet to sleep. Like some people have tapes of rain or tapes of the ocean. Fan. I have tapes of like the cats running cats. around. Just, you know, Postmates, cat food. Come in. <laughs> um, and, uh, but we built this thing called a catio. 
which you need because I'm very neat. I think I heard you talk about this on your yeah. podcast. Did yeah, you mention you, it on there probably? Yeah. You, uh, there's a dog door or cat door out of my daughter's room that goes into like a fenced-in outdoor enclosure that the cats hang out in, and you keep the litter box out there. Oh, and so nice. You've removed 80% of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. How much? Worth the, worth the money? Hundred times worth <laughs> worth a hundred times the money, but what I find interesting is like when I Love you know it. my fear Love when it. I got when I got divorced and left the, you know I was gone from the Simpsons got divorced and my fear was that I would just be alone with nothing to do and that could not have been less accurate right <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is good I like to stay busy but Hell yeah. yeah it's it's quite literally ridiculous at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. But people's just like, how do you do some? How do you do all of it? I was like, I just, I'm afraid to stop, and and I just like, I mean, I've, I, I, what I have to do today, I can't finish. I just have to just whack at whatever's in front of me. Oh, I hundred percent believe that. I, I yeah, I know that if I'm going to be talking to you, that there's something new that you just did that you're working on. That's yeah, coming it's up. a lot. But it, every time there's something that you have your hands in. Yeah, and I'm trying. You know, I'm just trying to get it all done. I'm changing my podcast this year. What? Um, not in a bad. Well, I think it'll be positive. Um, it's going to be. I'm leaning towards instead of one, one three hour one. Right. I'm going to have two 90 minute ones. Like it'll come out every other week. Okay. One interview. Okay. And one middle piece instead of two interviews and middle piece one. Because what what I have learned is that people won't sample a three hour podcast. They see three hour nah. And I look at my listening habits. Every week there's a forty eight to sixty minute podcast that I listen to. And I'm just I'm not you know, I'm making every month I'm making the Irishman. Like people three and a half hours. Oh, I don't know. Um, so I'm going to try. It's not nothing is going to change. I might change the theme music. I'm a little sick of that. You know, like oh. just give it a little. You know, it'll be the same thing but different. Okay. Uh, I will say just, that as a consumer, uh, not just someone who does a, who hosts a podcast, yeah. but as a consumer, a big consumer of podcasts, yeah. I do get intimidated. Yeah. When they're over three hours. Yeah, it's just like uh, I have a life. Yeah, and I just think it'll be. The two interviews, I think people like one interview. It's linear. And I just want to give it a little bit more of a branding um, and uh, uh, and make it a little more palatable, uh, consumable. Okay. Consumable. Yeah. And uh, But that's it. Nothing else. Uh, okay. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I even feel like, I mean, not just podcasts, but I like movies. The, I'd like to change the title, but it's too late for that. It's too branded. Dana Gould, our podcast. Yeah, right? yeah. It. yeah. I I I liked uh, Oddville. Oddville. Yeah. No one's using that. No. It's that's, strange. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Danny Gould's Oddville. Yeah. Because that's, that's that's really good. Yeah. That nails it. Yeah. I and I'm wondering if I can change the title without losing everybody. Oh, I yes. Because I. But you lose all of your reviews and stuff like that. You lose all your placement. And, do they though? Have you looked into that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because that, that is the theme of the show. It's just weird shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know that's that you right. would, but uh, something to look into. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that, that's something to definitely look into. I've, uh, so along those lines, since we're talking about But my I, producer's like, no, you're not changing the title. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is there a stack of t-shirts somewhere they need to get sold? Oh, there's a lot of t-shirts, <laughs> and they ain't moving. They ain't moving, baby. 
I listened back to uh, I don't. It's not the not the Halloween. I listened to some of that one. I haven't gotten through all of it. It's a big one. It's it four is a big hours. one. Yeah, and I'm, it's the biggest one I've ever done. I'm about an hour and forty minutes into it. I'll be yeah. honest. Uh, the the episode before that, I listened to the whole thing. That was one. I, oh, I take that back. I don't know when it was. It was Bronger Matt Bronger? Yeah, and then. This woman whose name I've forgotten, but she was a roommate of Belinda Carlisle's. And oh yeah, bands. Pleasant Gaiman. And she, yes, and she yeah, was Pleasant's doing. Great. She was putting smut magazines together yeah. when she was you nine need, years old. Right, you don't need both of those interviews. One of those interviews is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I enjoyed them both. Yeah, yeah. Pleasant's great. I mean, they're both great. They're both yeah. very good friends of mine. Uh, yeah, completely Pleasant. different interviews about topics yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like and both. this, and this. See, now the next interview is. Uh, uh, Joey Santiago, guitarist of the Pixies. Okay. And then Allison Martino, who uh, runs uh, VintageLA.com and who is the daughter of Al Martino, who played Johnny Fontaine in The Godfather. Oh, my goodness. So Yeah, so she grew up in L.A. around celebrities all of her life. And she, her, her stories are just by, like, magnitude. Oh, love it. And instead of doing those as one three-hour episode, I'm going to do one episode and then three weeks later or two weeks later, the other episode. And that way you don't have to wait five or six weeks. And Sure. You do a Patreon, too. I do a Patreon. You but might have to the, adjust that? I don't think so, because I'm still giving you the same thing. I'm okay. just giving it to you in different slices. Okay. You actually get a little bit more. You get an extra middle piece. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the show is fantastic. You doing video? No. No. Don't do video. No interest in that. I just, it's, but, you, know, you do so much editing and produ- a, yeah, it wouldn't and make sense. And it's, it's also like I barely get it done as it is. <laughs> you know, it's, it's always like, fuck, 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 fuck. Do you have a, is your producer like, Dana, we get, let's go. Oh, yeah. 25th, we got to get this out. Every month. 27th, whatever. Every month. Yeah. How we doing? How we doing? Yeah. Every goddamn month. Yeah. And I got to write the middle piece, research it, write it. I want to come up with a name for that segment and give it a little theme music. Maybe I'll just call that Oddville. Oh, that works. That uh-huh. works, too. What are you reading or right the, now? The other one I wanted was The Spooky Truth. Spooky Truth. That's but good, But people too. might think it's like a horror movie podcast or a paranormal the podcast. Spooky Truth. Spooky Truth. Is it a ghost story, ghost podcast or something? Oddville's better. Yeah. Oddville's better. better. What are you reading right now that's going to be used in a podcast in the future? Uh, I'm talking about The Murder of Sal Mineo, the uh, 50s actor. Okay. Who was uh, stabbed to death in a garage in West Hollywood. Oh. Um, uh, and the movie The Conqueror, which was a John Wayne movie in the uh, late 50s, early 60s, where famously he played Genghis Khan. Terrible casting. He, uh, at one point, uh, is wearing a wristwatch in the movie. <laughs> and... Uh, everyone involved in the movie died of cancer, including John Wayne. Because? because they were filming in the desert on a nuclear test site, and the government went, nah, it's safe, you can shoot there. Holy crap. And they all died of cancer, including John Wayne. Is there a documentary on that or anything? There should be. There They're certainly should be. Full of strontium-90, and uh, uh, that's uh, everybody shit the bed. <laughs> wow. Yeah, true. Wow. Yeah, because this movie, The Conqueror. That's wild. Yeah. It's the movie that it's the movie that killed its cast and crew. <laughs> Was that the tagline? <laughs> it looked great on a poster. <laughs> it looked great on a poster. <laughs> oh boy. 
Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't want to skip over this, because uh, this is uh, uh, close to my heart, uh, about the three daughters, and now I have three daughters. Yeah. One of the things you said about that, and we briefly talked about it, is you said about how Matt Groening once told you, take as much video and pictures yeah, yeah, as yeah. possible. You and I talked about how hard it is to look back at mm-hmm. that stuff, because it's just like, yeah, oh, I, I can't look you at yearn it. for those little, the little girls Pictures again. I can look at, but Video, videos, no. I, I literally can't do it. I, and I literally can't either. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not alone in that. It's like you are not. Yeah, it just hurts too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now I've got another new one. And yeah, and I'm filling my phone up with all these yeah. freaking videos. I'll probably never watch. Like I'll yeah. watch them a few days later. It hurts. But ten years from now, uh, I have a photo of my daughter that I took. My oldest daughter. She's running in the backyard. She's about three. She's in this little sundress, and there's just a little blur on it, and it's just like, yeah, that's it. It, it's blur. It's gone. The yeah. minute you see it, it's gone. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And now, and now she's driving, and walking around. Oldest is seventeen. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna go to school far away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. That was my philosophy. I wanted to go far, but not too far. I went yeah. far enough that I didn't live at home, but not far enough I couldn't come home on the weekend if I absolutely. Uh-huh. Needed well, it's healthy to, to want to go. Far. I mean, it's it's you know it's like if they still wanted to live at home and. No, that, that's not healthy. No. It's time to individuate. I, I got some 40-year-old, 45-year-old buddies I could introduce you to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. So I'm, Never glad, really left. So, yeah, her mom and I are like, well, it's healthy. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> we, did, we, did a, we, we did a good job because they are normal and healthy and at this point can't put enough distance, <laughs> you know, which, you. which is as it should be. I hear you. How, since I know, and we've talked about it in the past, Hall- Halloween's one of your favorites. Yes. Yep, probably my favorite as well. Yeah. How, how was it this year? It was great. It was great. Uh, my uh, new uh, uh, partner, girlfriend, whatever you want to call it, was really into Halloween. We went to it. We had three big costume changes over the course of the month. We had like two parties. And I think I saw some of the pictures on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's as into it as I am, so that was really fun. And uh, and one thing I did is, uh, you know, I got a skeleton in the yard uh, set up in the trees with uh, the uh, the tree accent light. You don't really see the skeleton during the day. It just kind of fades in the tree. And then at night when the accent light comes on, it's just perfect. Very cool. And I didn't want to take it down because it looked so good. So I left him up there. I got him a pilgrim hat, and he's in a pilgrim hat now. <laughs> and then after, I know what's coming next. And after Thanksgiving, I put him a Santa's hat. And then I'm going to get him a Cupid's bow, and uh, I'm going to get him a, a pot of gold. A pot of yeah. We're just going to run him through the year till the neighbors uh, petition me. Um, you be sure and skip Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't do anything for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Red, white, and blue, <laughs> Uncle Sam hat. We can do them all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kat, my girlfriend says, like, you know, skeletons are not seasonal. Uh, we have them year round. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> There's nothing seasonal about about the human skeleton. Very true. Very true. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. How many? She's a sharp woman. How many? Did, did just your youngest go out to trick or treat? Did anybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just the youngest. My, um, my, uh, yeah, my oldest daughter. Because of my, uh, my, my girlfriend got my oldest daughter really into tarot cards. Okay. And so my oldest daughter is obsessed with tarot cards now. Oh. So her and her friends on Halloween went to the, to the. Third Eye Bookstore, which is the you know spook whatever oh, okay. supernatural bookstore in Los Angeles, and oh, then that's went fun. home and kind of like watched horror movies and did tarot cards. Oh, that's fun! Yeah, it was great. And then uh, my other daughter went to a shaving cream fight. I don't want to know what that is. Um, and then uh, yeah, my youngest daughter, we went uh, we went trick or treat. We had a blast. Awesome. We go to uh, Tom Kenny's house, who is the uh, uh, I start we started out together. He's been an old friend of mine. Yeah, me, Tom, and Bob started out together, and uh, 
He's now the voice of SpongeBob. He's oh, yeah. well-known, and uh, he's got a great house in a great neighborhood. So we go there. We trick-or-treat out of there. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. Um, I was – I don't know if I was – you mentioned already on this podcast you've gotten this car accident this summer yeah, with yeah, Bobcat. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I guess I never even thought. Is he going to talk about this on stage? And then you talk about it on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would and you... then we both talk about it in the in the duel in the duel show. You do? We both, we, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we haven't. We haven't. We're re, we're filming that in February. So this and is in just January. A, we're you're on hiatus go. with that. You're saying? Yeah. Well, we had to, we were broke. We broke. We broke ourselves. Um, and we're going in January. We're going to do some test shows and then go shoot it. And. Um, yeah, it was in. Uh, we it was a. The story is, Bob and I are good friends, and we wanted to perform. To, we wanted to do some dates on the road together as an excuse to hang out, basically. So we, what a cool power to have that you can. We do booked that. some dates. Uh, yeah, we were happy, and we booked some dates. And uh, um, originally, I would just we go on stage together, fart around for five minutes, flip a coin, and then based on the coin toss, one would go first, the other one would go second. Okay. We quickly learned that people liked us better on stage together. So what we did was we just like stayed on stage, Bob would do a bit, and then it would trick trigger something in me, and then I'd do a bit, and we'd go back and forth. And it was just very, really great. Yeah. Uh, really great. We knew each other's inventory. It was never quite the same show every time, but we definitely got into a rhythm. And we really liked it. People really liked it. So we thought, let's film it. And uh, we booked three shows, Atlanta, Georgia, um, Athens, Georgia, and Asheville, North Carolina. And we were going to film each show and then do like the road dock driving to the gigs. Um, Literally pulling into the venue to film the first show, we got uh, T-boned by a dude. um, And we were in the backseat of the car. Uber? No, production car. Okay. And here's the deal. Normally, I sit in the passenger seat. There was a, the driver had their dog in the passenger seat, this little dog. And I went to get in the passenger seat, and she went to move the dog. And I went, oh, no, don't. don't. I'll just sit in the back. Don't worry about it. So I sat in the back. Then we got to you. Had I been sitting in the passenger seat, I would not be here. Yeah. I might be in a box or a chair, but those are my options. Yeah. Uh, so it, that was strange uh, to be that close to, like, just like s- swinging a miss, death. Um, and then, uh, and, but we were in the back seat together. We were not wearing seatbelts because we were only going three blocks. That was our mistake. Mm, lesson where, learned on that one, right? That's where most accidents happen. Within two, who or three was the first person house. to tell you that one? I forget. Afterwards, you just but, want to tell uh, them to f themselves. Yeah, or, yeah. I figured it out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the story isn't true. We broke our ribs on each other. Wow. We were just thrown together and broke ribs and got concussions and pulmonary embolisms and uh, and uh, yeah, I you know I'd never been I'd been in fender benders and stuff. I'd never been in a real car accident before. So scary. Uh, they're not good. Uh, uh, I'm a much better driver than I was, um, and uh, which is interesting because you weren't the one driving, but it still just affects you. Yeah, but I was a shitty driver. Like I was peeking at my phone like everybody else. Oh, you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, I was as sloppy as anybody. Okay. Not anymore. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, it was really weird. And we had to, you know, we were both, you know, six weeks. We ain't doing much. And uh, how long did were you in Atlanta? When did you get to go uh, home? Just a f- uh, the two days later. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, 
and carefully. I was going to uh, say, yeah. yeah. Um, well, sure. you go to the hospital with a broken rib, and the only thing they can do is give you a bill for $8,000. <laughs> like, see you later. And say, uh, don't take deep breaths. Yeah, don't no sneezing. Deep, don't, no sneezing, no coughing, no burping, no farting, no deep breaths. No, It's like, and, and then the first time you do cough, you realize, oh, this is what they mean. Yeah. It's like getting shot. Yeah. Um, as, uh, I, yeah, I've never walked around my house in mortal dread of farting before. <laughs> Um, and, uh, uh, but you know, we're better now and, uh, we'll go back and do it. But it was, yeah, it was, you know, that's one of those things I did not expect to happen this year. <laughs> you think? Really yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a really big change of you. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is normally Dana's week. He's not performing. He's in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he, okay. he can't speak anymore. <laughs> Yeah. He's only a visual performer. Yeah, I know. It was, that would have been awful. Oh, my God. I, awful. Oh, that's one of my best And had fears. I been in that seat, I would have been really yeah. messed up. And I think you said the dog survived the dog as well, survived right? Too, yeah. yeah, Brooklyn. Uh, just thrown on the floor. Because I know there are people like that the are like... the size of a ham. You know, it just was thrown on the floor. Oh, sure. It's kind of bounced around a little, yeah. probably. Yeah. Wow. But you still have plans to film it. That's good. Yeah, well, now we have to film it. You know, it's like... <laughs> You know. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you had a name for the tour? Yeah, it was the show with two heads. And the poster was Bob and me on one body with two heads. Like, that's what happened. We, we merged. Right? We, we literally recreated the poster. <laughs> <laughs> that is so crazy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, Bob. And it's so funny because Bob and I now we're like Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner. We're like, what hurts today? Yeah, like, right. You check in every day. What are you taking now? Oh, well, how much are you taking? Yeah. Yeah, it's really funny. I mean, it really wasn't. I literally that- called him the other day because it was raining in L.A. and my ribs hurt in the rain. And my girlfriend said, yeah, that's kind of normal. And I was like, do your ribs hurt? No, my head hurts. Oh, that's funny. My ribs hurt. <laughs> it's oh, just my God. like two old men. <laughs> yeah. My head hurts. It's going to rain tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. I remember one day, apropos of nothing, I was sitting at home. My grandmother, my mom's mom, walked in the room and she went. My tit itches. I'm gonna get money. What? <laughs> it's like some crazy old wives to. Okay, Grandma. I thanks for the tit update. <laughs> itch tit. Yeah. Old itch tits. Good uh, old itch tits. We miss her. <laughs> hey, I have to. You know what? I want to point out one more thing you mentioned when we were on uh, when we did the podcast last year. Uh, it was kind of a really uh, coincidental, let's say, name. Not a name drop, but someone that you mentioned. Uh, you said, and you know, no one, one thing that's surreal in my life is I'm friends with Lorraine Newman. Yes. And who's opening for oh, you? Yeah, uh, her daughter, th- Hannah Einbinder. No kidding. Yeah, who's brilliant. Yes. I had never yeah. seen her until last night. I, she, yeah. she was good. There are two comedians in the past 10 years that I saw, and I went to them. I went, uh, you know... Like I didn't like with with Allie. I said like, don't stay in San Francisco. You move to L.A. Okay. Um, Who was that? Allie Wong was the first one, and Hannah Einbinder is the second one. Just like wait, what? Oh my god! Yeah, Allie Wong opened for me at the Punchline like ten years ago, and and I was just like, don't don't stay. In. And when she moved to L.A., I like put words in for her, and, like nobody would sign her, like, and um, and you know she doesn't need any help. She's but, doing okay uh, now. She's doing great, uh, deservedly so, and. Uh, but yeah, and then I had the same feeling from Hannah. Like I don't want to curse Hannah, but it was just like I was like, "Yep, you're gonna go someplace." Yeah, she's just too smart, too funny. 
her show her show is really it's great it's and great, it's great unique well like a lot of people who are the children of comedians their comedy is about comedy you know albert brooks hmm. his dad was a radio comedian so albert brooks's comedy is all very meta it's about comedy and the, hannah is the same way yeah, a lot of her it. set is uh, sort of a Dadaist takedown of a stand-up set. You know, she's. It's great to watch somebody that's surprising and you know, like I thought, like I follow Hannah sometimes. I go, ah, I can quit. Oh, come she's on. here. No, I won't. But it's like, yeah, you know, it was. She's great. She's great. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I, um, and, and like <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's like her mom can rest it. Don't worry, I got my eye on her. She's okay. It's like you know, it's sure chaperoning. Have you um, changed? This isn't the first time you've taken her on the road with you? Uh, it's like, the first time we've worked on the road together. It is. Yeah. Oh. But it is funny because I worked with Lorraine three weeks ago, and now I'm working with Hannah. What, did she do the Plan 9 yeah. thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's it's really funny. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. Actually, I have some other stuff I'm going to bring up to you that is shows what a small world it is, Uh-oh. just like references and people and crossing paths and whatnot. Um, so that's one of them. Uh, is is just that that like the you know you mentioned Weirdness Lorraine Newman that. on the show last year and then boom yep her daughter's uh, on uh, in Minneapolis with you performing uh, so here's another one last night you mentioned on stage you mentioned a little thing about Mr Rogers yeah who we all love right and if you don't I don't know what's wrong with yeah, you. that yeah. new movie opens today I think yeah Tom Hanks does, yeah. movie I assume you're gonna go see it I will see it yeah I, I'm gonna go see it at some point yeah. uh, the 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 teaser for that came out at my house the other day. My older daughters were watching with me, and they didn't. They one of them asked me, "What is the what? What's with your?" Re-? She asked me, "What's with your reaction to Mister Rogers? Why is he so great?" Wow. Yeah. Really? Like, oh, honey, why is he so great? I, yeah. Let's watch first. We it's, to, he's not an asshole. Yeah. We need. We need. We to don't watch have that, it. Yeah. We need to watch that doc together. Yeah. I've seen so, well, it's nice that one person's not an asshole. No, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Uh... So I was looking something up about Mr. Rogers, and I found this thing, and it was like 15 great things about Mr. Rogers. Oh, interesting. Yeah, right? Uh, I'm not going to read you all of them. Uh I'll give you one, and one is going to tie into something that you're way into, and maybe you'll beat me to the end. Wow, I don't know. Oh, you don't. Okay. One of the just the things I think is cool is uh, Mr. Rogers replied to all of his fan mail. Wow. Did you know that? No. Makes sense. Yeah. I totally believe it. Yeah, I also think uh, when I was reading that this morning, I thought, "Oh, what if this was 2019 and Mister Rogers was in his prime and people were tweeting him?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, I don't think that that would have gone as well. Uh, he was an ordained minister. We know yeah. that he was bullied as a child. Yeah, uh, accomplished musician. Uh, I love this one. His interest in television was born out of his disdain for the medium. Love that. Isn't that awesome? He saw what was on. and was like, "This is trash." I'm going to make something good for yeah. kids. That's interesting. Yes. His, uh, his mom knitted That's all- why strippers get married. <laughs> <laughs> it's their disdain for the medium. <laughs> uh, uh, of course, you know, Mr. Rogers had those, uh, the sweaters, the yeah. cardigan sweaters. Mm-hmm. Did you know his mom knitted all the sweaters? No. I didn't either. He was colorblind. Didn't know that. Okay. Uh, uh, no, here's the one. I'm not going to read any more except for this one. To, and this is the connection to, to you, sort of. Mr. Rogers gave this person his first paying gig. Not just Michael Keaton, which is some people know about that. I Michael, didn't know that. Michael Keaton, uh, his first job was a stagehand on the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, the TV show. Uh, no, he gave George Romero 
his first paying gig. Wow! Yes, Dana. You didn't know that. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, oh, is he from there too? Yeah. George Romero? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I'll just read this to you real quick. It's hard to imagine a gentle, soft-spoken children's education advocate like Mr. Rogers sitting down to enjoy a gory, violent zombie movie like Dawn of the Dead, but it actually lines perfectly with Rogers' brand of thoughtfulness. He checked out the horror flick to show his support for then-up-and-coming filmmaker George Romero, whose first paying job was with uh, Mr. Rogers. He says, um, uh, Fred was the first guy who trusted me enough to hire me to actually shoot film. Uh, Romero said, as a young man just out of college, Romero honed his filmmaking skills, making a series of short segments for Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, creating a dozen or so titles such as How Light Bulbs Are Made and Mr. Rogers Gets a Tonsillectomy. This is great. A zombie king, uh, the zombie king, who passed away in 2017, considered the latter his first, pr- uh, first big production. Shot in a working hospital, he says, quote, I still joke that Mr. Rogers Gets a Tonsillectomy is the scariest film I've ever made. What I really mean is that I was scared shitless while I was trying to pull it off. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. I had no idea. No idea. No idea. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And what, you know, it's so funny. You've seen the documentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Who... Who could have a problem with Mr. Rogers? Fox News. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. They have to be contrarian. Sure. Everybody's special. I don't think so. He's ruled the country. Mm-hmm. It's like, ugh. Ridiculous. Yeah. So that I thought that you would be amazed by that. That is amazing. That is I think, amazing. Didn't you? You have a connection, sort of, to some George Romero. Oh yeah, material, sure, yeah. right? Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, because of, of Creep Show. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. So and, what? And so let's talk about that. The Creep Show thing that you were involved in. Uh, yeah. Well, the you know the movie that Stephen King and George Romero made in the early '80s, Creep Show. Um, I saw three million times because I was an usher at the theater when it was playing. Oh. Uh, and when we were, we I used to be an usher when I was in high school, and there was a two-story old music hall in my hometown, and we converted it into two auditoriums for cinema. And what we would do at the end of the night when we were trying to find out where the other usher would be when we were locking up, one of them, one of us would yell, "It's Father's Day," and the other one would answer, "I want my cake," and that's how I would know where they were. Um, uh, so we, uh, and then uh, Greg Nicotero who, of The Walking Dead, whose first job, I believe, was was given to him by George Romero. George Romero gave Greg his first job. And now Greg is the exec producer of The Walking Dead. And uh, they um, spun off Creepshow as a, uh, as a, a series. Yeah. And um, Greg very... Uh, you know, sent me like three scripts and said, like, I want you to be in one of these. Tell me which one you like, which was really great of him. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, I picked one where I played a 300-pound guy who <laughs> fights a giant slug. <laughs> and it was uh, it was everything I've always wanted to do as an actor. It was me in a blood-soaked fat suit all day. It was heaven on earth it was great you kind of got to do that on your show yeah but this was yeah but this wasn't my show so i didn't have all the other headaches of when we you know it's like when it's my show i'm worried about the time the clock the shots you know it's like i did i could just enjoy you know like they would come in and find a problem and i go good luck yeah, I'll be over here. <laughs> so there, I saw. I haven't. So I haven't seen it. It's uh-huh. a subscription based thing. Yeah, subscription based streaming on Shutter, and the episode I'm on is called Skin Crawlers. Skin Crawlers. Yeah. Okay. And it's a fat suit. I'm not that big. <laughs> yeah, I was reading the description, and it was something of yeah. And I'm like, how did they get? Dana's yeah. not a 
big guy. Yeah. You know, I don't. What's this weight loss thing? They must. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm 300 pounds in the movie. And it sort of ties in with like people's fear of like the tapeworm kind of. Well, kind of. Yeah, it's a a, a miracle diet where they attach this uh, reptile to you and it sucks out all your fat. And what we don't realize is it leaves something behind that uh, erupts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of great. Yikes! It's kind of great. And there'll be a second season of that. Are you think yeah, they'll be yeah, back? Well, they're going to use you again. I don't know. That's up to them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, so here is the other one that uh, the small world connections and all that. Uh, so last night on stage, you talk about Michael Jackson a little bit. Yeah. And you mention Emmanuel Lewis. Yes. Yes. So I've been doing this thing where I've been looking up. My good wife guests have. I, I you know I do all this research. And you are in a category of people I've had on that were also on the TV show An Evening at the Improv. Was I on with Emmanuel Lewis? You were on with Emmanuel Lewis. I didn't even remember that. Yes. In fact. Shit, where did I put my... I have something for you. Is that a photo? No, because I uh. wouldn't let me take a still shot from the... Here, let me... Because uh... I, I literally did like a dozen of those. Yeah. Uh, on Amazon Prime, they have quite a few of the se- I think every season maybe uh, posted. There yeah. are so many episodes, and I looked up. I wrote down those are the episodes that that I could find that you were on. Ninety one. Uh, let's see, we got eighty eight, ninety, ninety one, ninety two, ninety three, ninety four. The one from nineteen eighty eight, October of nineteen eighty eight. Dana, Ugh. this is your life. <laughs> I don't want to see. I don't want to see it. I'm not going to show it to you. <laughs> uh, while I'm pulling up this little piece of audio I pulled from it, I'm going to play for you in just a second. It's not you. It's not oh, okay. you. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you some of the names that were on that show with you. If you tell me any, if anything comes to mind about uh-huh. these people. Craig Schumacher. Yeah, sure. I know Craig. Okay. Uh, Tony Edwards. Yeah, Tony. Yeah, Tony. A really funny, really funny guy. Rich Pullman. Don't remember. And then Billiam. Billiam Cor- Cornell. Cornell. Yeah, later became a writer on SNL. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Great guy. Oh. Huh, I'll have to look that up here. Okay, and then the host of that show. So people don't are familiar with it. It was like uh, stand up. Yeah, comedy. we stand up four or five comedians, and then there would be sort of a celebrity yep. host, right? right? Yeah. So that on this episode, Twiggy, Twiggy was another one that you yeah. that was on. Yeah, so I you remember, were, she's the only one I remember. Okay, okay. Um, so let's see. I did have tw- Shadow Stevens. Yeah, sure. And me, I'm Shadow Stevens. Right, he was a DJ, I think. He was a DJ. I know him from, uh, he was uh, the announcer on uh, the John Davidson version of Hollywood Square. Okay, (laughs) all right, that tracks. Uh, Shadow Stevens and John Davidson is like the the, the most Caucasian before infinity. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like... (laughs) No doubt. Uh, Twiggy was from 1993. Yeah, I remember Twiggy. I don't know why. Shadow Stevens, uh, Jeff Altman... Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Jeff. In Andrea Martin? Oh, really? Yeah. With Andrea Martin? She was SNL? SCTV. SCTV, that's, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah SCTV. Wow, I had no idea I did it with Andrea Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I have no, was that 92? I have no memory of that at all. Let's see, which one? The 1990 Andrea Martin. I have no memory of that Okay, let me give you the names on that show. Peter Pitofsky? Pete Pitofsky, yeah. Yeah, you know him as Pete. I know him as Pete. Sure. Uh, a guy named Dana Gould. Yeah. Uh, someone, Adam Sandler. Oh, was Sandler on that one too? Adam Sandler. Funny. Yeah. People have heard of him. 
Uh, Rick Avilas. Rick Avilas, yeah. Okay, and Jeff Bolt. Jeff Bolt. Yeah. Yeah, from San Francisco. Okay, yeah, not familiar with all of those yeah. names. All right, let me... Yeah, no, I know Sandler, uh, Sandler, Chris Rock, and I auditioned for SNL together. And we all thought I got it. <laughs> did you do impressions? No, we did stand-up in Chicago. We were flown to Chicago, and we all walked out of there, all quietly convinced that it was me. No and, shit. And, yeah. <laughs> did you ever go for a writing gig there? Nope. Nope. I was, I, and then, oddly, <clears throat> I, then I auditioned the next year, and I was told, like, it looks good. Uh, and I was starting to think about packing, and then nothing. And I found out that I was in the cast, and NBC said, we really like Jim Brewer. We think he's a star. So I was out of the cast, and Jim Brewer was in the cast. No. I, Here's the, I don't care. I, I like Jim, and I had just started dating my wife, and we have three beautiful kids, so I got my family out of that deal. I'm not going to complain. Oh, right. Yeah. What, that would have been... But you know who told me that? Jim Brewer? Billiam Cornell. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, what, what years was that? That was 95, I think. Whatever okay. year Jim was in. Okay. 94, 95. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Huh. Okay. Right. I don't. I've, people think it drives me crazy. It doesn't. You've done plenty of great things without SNL. But it's, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. whatever. Uh, I hope this is going to play. I'm going to groan. Come on. Oh, is this not going to play? I might have to play. Is for that Emmanuel Lewis? Oh, no, no, no. Yes, it is. Uh, one button seat here. Here we go. relocated to San Francisco who has become a big favorite on the exploding comedy scene there. Joining us for the first time appearing on an evening at the Improv, please welcome Dana Gould. <laughs> so cool. Huh? Can I see the, is there video or is it just audio? It's, it's the way I recorded it, it uh, cuts out the video. Would you, would you send me that? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll send that to you. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember. You didn't, you didn't go out for beers with, with uh, Manny after the show? I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't remember that. Huh? Yeah. Emmanuel Lewis. So he I would have known. He would know. He has stuff to tell us. Yes. <laughs> you can see it in his eyes. Right? Oh, yeah. That's why he. Uh, He's seen some shit. <laughs> that's why he double pumped when he was uh, given your name. <laughs> He's seen some shit. <laughs> he was just stretching it out because he didn't want to leave. <laughs> he knew what was waiting for him. Yes. Oh, oh. The exploding comedy scene, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that's so great. Uh so yeah, I've been going through uh Wow. So you're not the only one. Like Jeff Cesario was here a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And he was he, ho- he even hosted one of those yeah. episodes. Yeah. Which he didn't remember. He's like, No, I didn't. I said, Jeff, you hosted. Yeah. I don't remember any of that. He remembered being on but never hosting. Uh Tom Rhodes was just on the podcast here two weeks ago. Uh-huh. He was on an episode or two of that everybody, show. Everybody did Kindler. Andy Kindler was another one. I've the it up my, the as weirdest well. story I have, and this might have been the Andrea Martin one, because I literally have no memory of it. I was it was about ninety two and um my brother was visiting me in Los Angeles and we were going to dinner in Santa Monica, which is where Evening at the Improv was taped at the Santa Monica Improv. 
Okay. And we walk by, and there's all the trucks outside, and I'm like, oh, that must be taping. And literally, as we're walking by, somebody goes, Dana! I go, yeah, hey. He goes, what are you doing? I go, we're, we're going to dinner as my brother. He goes, can you do the show? I'm like, now? Yeah, so-and-so didn't show up. Or like, I just looked at my brother, my brother just shrugged, and I was like, I guess. And like, I had a bit that I hadn't done, and... So there's one episode of Evening of the Improv where I'm like just in a sweater, like which I never wore on stage. No kidding. Yeah, I'm just like in a sweater and rip pair of ripped jeans and a sweater. (laughs) Like I was just going to dinner. Casual Dana. Yeah, no, it's literally I was just going to dinner and they just pulled me off the street and stuck me on stage, paid for dinner. Yeah, right. (laughs) No, I wonder which one that was. Um, Why? I think it's probably from '92. That's wild. Um, Did I say '92 was the Jeff Altman? Yeah, it might have been it. Also on that bill, Carrot Top. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Hardwick? Probably Chris Hardwick. It said Dick. Yeah. But okay, Chris, it makes yeah, sense. I know who Hardwick. that is. Yeah. Carol Montgomery? Carol Montgomery. Stephen Pearl? Steve Pearl, yeah, from San Francisco. Brilliant. And you, and Dana Gould. <laughs> or as Emmanuel Lewis said, Dana Gould. <laughs> is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dana Ghoul. Dana Ghoul. Uh, and I do need to thank you. Well, I'm going to thank you in advance because I think based on your uh, podcast episode where you talked to the guys behind the Rudy Ray Moore Dolomite yeah, Eddie Larry. Murphy movie, yeah, that I'm going to watch that this weekend. It's so good. Okay. I haven't, and I wasn't even sure I was going to, but I listened to so that, and now I, now I want to. It's so good. And, I'll, and I'm at the I, – I don't know a ton about those – that genre you don't have to. of movies, you don't have to. So it was not, you know, it's not really. No, you don't. It actually kind of helps that you don't. Okay, good. Yeah. You know? Okay, good. But the the important thing to remember is that it's all true. Crazy. It's all true. Yeah. It's like Ed Wood. It's, the weirdest parts in the movie Ed Wood are true. The only stuff that's fabricated is this. They just need for the precision of storytelling. Like, yeah. You know, there were more people at Bella Lugosi's funeral than just Ed Wood and his friends. But all the crazy stuff about. They get the money for Plan 9 from the Baptist Church of Beverly Hills, but to get the money, they had to get baptized into the church. That's all true. That all happened. Uh, it's the weird stuff. And, and the specific thing about Dolomite is it ends in a very Hollywood kind of way. It's actually what, what happens at the end of the movie actually happened. Okay. Yeah. Which is also amazing. Okay. I, I'm looking forward to it. And then. Uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, of course, is the star of that. And I I think I heard you say in one of your uh, podcast episodes, you saw him during the Delirious tour? Yeah, I saw that live. Yeah, live. I saw Delirious live, yeah. And I bumped into him in the parking lot of the Hyannis, Massachusetts Stop and Shop that day. <laughs> okay. I was like, hey, I'm going to see your show tonight. And he stuck a gumball out of his mouth at me, and that was it. Oh. Was he casual Eddie? Off the, or was yeah, he he the was, yes, he was shorts and a T-shirt, <laughs> okay. just strutting around. Okay. What do you do? You have an opinion on him coming back to comp to do stand? I love him. I'm a, I'm a giant Eddie Murphy fan. I can't wait. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm I'm a huge Eddie Murphy fan. I you know it's like I don't see how he was not nominated for best actor for The Clumps or Nutty Professor. It's like oh. you've created five or six incredibly specific, indelible, hilarious characters. Who else can do that? Yeah. Who else can do that? Many have tried. Mm-hmm. Many have failed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eddie Murphy and Peter Sellers are the two people that can do that. Okay. Yeah. I've, uh, I'm looking forward to the uh, his Coming talent, to America sequel. His, yeah. Directed by the same guy, directed Dolomite. His talent is supernatural. Like, 
it's it's spooky. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. That's really cool. What um so coming up in two th- in twenty twenty for Dana Gould, you're gonna do the you're doing the uh, well, shows this, with Bobcat. I'll do shows with Bobcat. I have this uh movie coming out. Uh we're gonna be filming this movie for Sci Fi Channel. Uh This is the one you wrote. Yeah. And it's gonna working title is Deadly Presence. ENTS. We'll see what happens. Uh, but okay. that starts shooting in January. A Christmas movie. A Christmas horror movie, yes. Is it really? Yeah. Awesome. And then, uh, and then um, uh, in the vein of Krampus. And then um, there's a show that I am uh, developing right now called Screamland uh, that uh, I'm looking forward to. And... Uh, in lieu of that, there's another idea and a graphic novel. So I have, and the, so yeah, I have a, a good slate of things that I hope happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two two more things I want to bring up here, just real quickly. Disney Plus, are you in or out? Um, I didn't. I was originally out. Like I can't. Uh, 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 but then my uh, uh, girlfriend, I just walked in. She was like, I ordered Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You know what I did? She wanted I, to watch Sleeping Beauty with my daughter. So, like, okay. Yeah. And I hear The Mandalorian's great, so I'll see that. You haven't, you haven't, I hear it's great. You haven't dug in yet to Mandalorian? I don't have time. Dude. A little busy. Yeah. 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 I'm, I don't have time. Is it good? Yeah. My I'm, friend, my friend Ken Daly, who is a big Star Wars aficionado. Uh, approves and, yeah and he hates what's bad like he like he's a die he's a true okay truest. uh and he thought it was great he he just thought it was he said it was the star warsiest thing he'd seen it's good uh the third uh chapter i think they're calling it mm-hmm. is out today so i got, okay. got that on the schedule it's like a sergio leone movie he said which is what i mean star wars is never a science fiction movie it was a it was a western you know i Yes, spaceships. and it's interesting you say that because like I've been a Star Wars fan my whole life, and then but I don't describe myself as a sci-fi fan. Right, I don't love sci-fi it's movies. Not science fiction at all. Sci-fi books. It's not science fiction at all. Yeah, there's no, it's no, not. There's no science in it. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no science. You know what's amazing? Science is Rick and Morty. Like Rick and Morty is amazing science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, yeah. I, I mean, I I like the stuff I like about Star Wars is like. It took place in these shitty backwater towns and like in an old Western, but there were ro- dirty robots and broken up spaceships like that to me was great. Yeah. And then, you know, when it started to go into like Naboo and all these big cities, like, mm-hmm. uh, the the movie. Was- also, there is no back mythology. It's all made up as they go. True. Which is why they keep making the same story over and over again. Yeah. That's all horse shit. <laughs> Like, I think I've seen this before, yeah. just in a different year and maybe yeah. a different actor. Yeah. There's no mythology. Or it might be the same one. Yeah, there's no – Tolkien had a deep, deep, deep mythology. George had nothing. Yeah. 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 It's all ladled in later. Did you – so obviously, Simpsons, you worked for The Simpsons for, what, seven years? Probably? Yeah, seven yeah. And now there, every episode is posted. Disney owns them, and they're all on that Disney Plus site. I guess so, yeah. 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 Did you hear about the scuttlebutt, about the aspect? They posted the 4-3 aspect uh, of, the t- of the early episodes of The Simpsons. They've stretched them out. Instead of showing them oh. Disney Plus, instead of uh, uh, posting the original right, copies, aspect ratio. They've, aspect ratio, yeah. they've stretched it 
and now there's jokes that are completely missed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now they're off the screen. They're off the screen, Like the yeah. Duff beer, where it's coming from, like right. the light and the dark oh, are coming God. from the same tube. Right. You don't see the top of that tube that, until you completely miss the God, joke. You hadn't heard about this? No. Yeah. Do you think there's any from the episodes you were involved in that had the sight gags that... I'm sure. You, you, nothing you I'm can think sure, of at the top I'm of your sure. head? Well, I know, in, uh, I know there's a... Uh, now I'm worried about the dragons in Goo Goo Guy Pan. Really? Just to see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because they vomit rainbows. Well, the good news is there's so many... They'll charge you to see it normally. They'll charge you extra. No, I, I think so many Simpsons nerds have gotten upset that they're going to post uh, both versions. The unstretched out why would original? You, why would you want to see the shittier version? I don't, I, post them in black and white, too. <laughs> right, yeah. I, want, I just want the sketches. It's so weird. I can't. Yeah. I mean, I, I can tell you who, like somebody like my wife who likes yeah. to have the the whole screen filled yeah. with pictures. It's the, I mean, it, it, show business now, it's, it, if you saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, did, I haven't. Um, Hollywood now is like it was in 1969. Nobody knows what's going on and everybody's terrified because it's the Wild West, it's, you know, streaming, you know, the, the, the hit network show is like a point four rating. Um, which would get you canceled after one episode right. 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, nobody, nobody, I, you know, somebody said to me earlier this year, Netflix is dying for animation content. You've got to go in and pitch animation. They're dying for animation content. So I went and like, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> it's like, you know, they don't know what, they don't know yeah. what they're doing. And I just read a month ago or so that they are doing less stand-up now. Like they have less stand-up planned for well, 2020. They pro- yeah. I, I mean, they only do stand-ups to tease markets. It's like, you know, let's find a, ger- we want to sell more Netflix in Germany. Who's the most popular German stand-up? We'll get them a special. You know, sure. Yeah. So it's all. And I and it, it, what I do is I just keep my head down and do what I do. Yeah. Because you, you can't think about all that stuff. You go insane. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You keep can't doing- you can't keep up with infinity. <laughs> nope. No one has. <laughs> yeah. No one has. Yeah. Keep doing your thing. Coming back to Acme once a year. Let's end it with uh, the are you, you when I walked out last night. Dan was here from Stand Up Records. Yeah. He had some of al- albums yeah. of yours. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be around the rest of the weekend? Yeah, he People will. Uh, bring I think some extra tonight, cash? but not Saturday. Okay. Yeah, and then and then he's recording. Uh, I think he'll be doing Bob's at my sh- show and another show I'm doing that'll be like a bootleg release because it's of dubious legality. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. And then you have a, like most years when you come here, you have a poster that you're selling. I have a poster I'm selling this year, yeah. Awesome. Created by Mark Tavares, who uh, was one of the guys that designed the walkers on The Walking Dead. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Everything's tied together All goes back. It all fits together. Dana? Walking Dead, inspired by Night of the Living Dead, created by George Romero, who worked for Fred Rogers. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Dana, it's been great. Great. Good to see you again. Thank you.